Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. We're still one state. We're still one murderer this week because we're going back for part three of the Atlanta Child Murderers with Kaylin and Elena. All right. We've covered a lot so far, and we, we still have. are not done. And we're not going, like I said, and we're never going to get all of it because, mm-hmm. like, this is insane. And there's so much out there that I just felt like, I was drowning in information and theories and, yeah, so. Right. But here we are. Here we are. We're back at it. Yes. So we've covered all of the victims. Yes. We've covered Wayne Williams and the investigation into him so far. Now, where are we at? What's next? We are ready to talk about, I don't know, do you want to talk about the trial first or do you want to talk about some of the alternate theories? Let's talk about some of the alternate theories. Okay. Well, no, let's do the trial because then right. we'll finish everything with Wayne Williams before we jump into alternate theories. Okay. So that let's do fair. that. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just kicked the table. I do have to say one of the things that still amazes me about this case with the trial is that the trial started fairly quickly given how huge this was. Right. And it... Um, the trial did not last as long as I, I don't know, I guess I kind of assume a lot of these superstar trials, mm-hmm. you know, do. And one of the other things I just wanted to bring up real quick, too, was how much, again, you know, once the national attention started on this trial, on this case, how huge that blew up. I mean, we didn't mention that, like, Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. went to Atlanta and they did... Um, concerts to help raise money for right, this. There was right. a half. There was an award that I think grew to a half a million dollars um, for information that would lead to the arrest of the perpetrator of this. And so it's it's hard, I think, for people to to know just how huge this got, and that you know the nightly news was reporting on it over and over and over right. again. Once it finally did hit the airwaves, and granted, it took too long, right. in my opinion. But again, also you're dealing with a time where these kinds of cases did take a while to be strung together, and so yeah. on. So, so his trial was. Fun, I suppose. <laughs> so it started. Sorry, I have to get back to where That's I okay. was at with my notes. I lost it. <laughs> There's just so much happening right now on my on my phone. It's just There's so much happening in my brain right now. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so jury selection started on December 28th, 1981, which is super fast. Right. And yeah, it's kind of crazy that it was just like I don't even know. Was was there a movement to have the trial moved or anything? I don't think so. Yeah, which, I mean, granted, Atlanta is a fairly large city, but still, in a lot of these cases, you'll at least see that motion put out there and so on. So, <coughs> Excuse me. You're fine. So, it only lasted six days. Yeah. Their jury had nine women and three men, and of them, there were eight African Americans and four white people. So... The trial officially started on January 6th, 1982. Again, so fast. I, that, it does. It seems very, very quick to me. Right. Um, Which is probably, again, I think why 
in retrospect, some people are suspicious and have some issues with that. Right. So the main evidence against him was the fiber analysis right. that they did. Which was, again, a fairly new technique. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to be careful about those things as well. I know it's very exciting when we have these new scientific breakthroughs, but I'm thinking about, I think the fiber evidence has stood the test of time fairly well, but I'm also thinking of things like the bite marks, which became a huge thing, I want to say in the late 80s and the 90s, mm -hmm. and then was thoroughly debunked later on. Do you right. know what I mean? And just where we get so excited about some of these things and we just pin all of our hopes on them, and then we start to see all the ways they can be misused or misread, and it, yeah, it's painful, but. Right. So we talked about the fibers. Um, I don't think we really talked, we talked about the dog hair. Right. We did not talk about the human hair that was found. No, we did not. So there was human hair found, and they did test it against Wayne Williams. Now, it came back that there was only, I believe, 2% of African Americans in the world that could have matched with this, and Wayne Williams was part of that 2%. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know... Like, this is something I'm very ignorant about, the validity of hair analysis. I do know if you have a root, you right. know, and you can then do the DNA, that's a right. very different story. So, when they first tested it, they didn't have the DNA. Right, there's no DNA at this, at, point. The, at this so point. So, they just, like, tested it next to one of his hairs and was like, it looks right. Okay. But, like, there's not really any a, validity in that. Uh, yeah. But they ended up, later on, ended up testing it with DNA, and it came back, because with DNA, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't give you a fucking name. Right. All it, it gives you a percentage. Yeah. A percentage of how likely it is that this matches this person. Right. And it, he was part of the 2% of every Afri African American in the entire world that could have fallen into that category. He was part of that 2%. So, so statistically, it has a lot of statistical validity that, yes, Correct. this is him. And then when they ended up testing the dog hair and did the same thing, I believe it ended up being um, one in a hundred chance of being his dog. So, But I mean, as a German Shepherd, they're common. Yeah. It's a common breed. You know what I mean? Right. So we didn't talk about that last time, but I feel like that's important yeah. to know that there were hairs that did... Basically, almost 98%, there was a 98% chance that it matched. Him. Right. So, meh. <laughs> like, how, do, <laughs> how, what else do you want now? <laughs> so, they in, ended up indicting him because of the fiber analysis on um, Jimmy Ray Payne and Nathaniel Cater. And there was also um, circum circumstantial evidence that linked him to a number of these crimes. And this included testifying of witnesses who had seen the victims with Williams. Um, and some of the witnesses suggested that he had maybe solicited sexual favors. I don't know how much I believe this. Okay, so part of me believes that he maybe thought that that might have been a way to get them in his car. Because there were some talk about a lot of these children I hate to say it because they are fucking children, but there was a lot of talk about some of these children prostituting. See, and I, I don't know how valid that is. I don't... Do you know what I mean? I wonder how much of that 
is victim shaming, victim blaming sort of behaviors because I don't know how much good strong evidence we have of that. And again, to my knowledge, right, there was no evidence no sexual assault. of sexual assault on these kids. And so that's originally why I say I don't believe that witnesses saw that or heard right. that. But then at the same time, if some of these victims... See, no, because again... He had this, I'm a music promoter, yeah. and he advertised so heavily and just blanketed and You're went right. after You're that right. so aggressively. <clears throat> and you talk to any kid from, you know, 9 to 16, 17, they all think they're going to be rappers even today. I could get any kid I wanted in my car if I said, hey, I'm going to make you a star, you know, a music star. Right. So I don't, I, I totally do not buy into any of that. I think I did share with you when we were taking a break between recording, I do believe that Williams is some sort of a homosexual. Right. I don't think he's ever been comfortable with his sexuality i do believe that his murder and, and that's one thing too to this day we do not have a valid strong stated motive in the murder right. of any of these people because to this day wayne williams still denies denies everything and he holds his innocence and even all of the profilers that have worked on this case including john douglas don't really have a motive a good strong motive right. they, they have some ideas mine is that i do believe like i said that he had some sublimated sexuality issues i believe somehow because this does happen with sado sadistic say you know what's it called like sadistic sexual mindset that somehow the murder became a sexual surrogate for him in many ways and we do know that strangulation in particular has a sexual component to it right. whether there's the rest of the sexual act or not in and of itself it becomes that right and there were reports later on when he moves on to the older victims. I know at least one of them, and I can't remember which one it was. So he witnesses said they saw them at a movie together, that they were reported to be holding hands. Yes. I go back to the apartment with a roommate that possibly he was maybe starting to explore his sexuality in a more quote unquote conventional way, right. but still the murder was such a trigger for him at that point that that, that became the point. Now the victim that you said was seen with him holding hands, that was 27 year old Nathaniel Cater, who was okay. one of the two that he ends up being for sure convicted of. Right. And he was last seen by a gardener at the entrance of the theater that they were uh, seen at in Atlanta and they were holding hands, and his body was found hours after they were last seen together. together. And he was one of the two that he was convicted of. So that makes sense. That's just my theory. I don't know if there's others out there who've put that out, but I... I, I know in one of the podcasts, which we now know that we listened to the <laughs> one of the same ones, uh, they brought up maybe... Uh, I, what they call it, little man syndrome, small man syndrome or something like See, that. Where it's more of a power trip versus a sexual thing. And I don't really know how much I believe that, but it's an option, I guess. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the trial officially began on January 6th, 1982. The prosecution used um, the presentation of the case ended up being very much criticized to the extent that some of the jurisdictions wanted a mistrial. Mm -hmm. Um, So specifically two separate FBI agents testified that the chances of the victims not having come into contact with Williams, not having come Mm -hmm. into contact. I wanted to make sure that I said that correctly (laughs) and then recently. Yeah. Uh, Was quote unquote virtually impossible based on, the comparative, uh, them comparing the fibers found on the victims when it matched his car and his home. Right. Um, and then after reviewing the case, Georgia Supreme Court Justice Justice George T. Smith deemed that that evidence was inadmissible. Oh. Yes. <clears throat> but on February 27th, 1982... Again, super fast. Mm-hmm. After 11 hours of deliberation, the jury found Wayne Williams guilty of the two murders, and he was sentenced to two consecutive life terms in Georgia's Hancock State Prison in Spar- Sparta. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, super quick trial, quick arrest, quick jury selection, quick trial, quick everything. And here. again, they... Try him for those two murders. He gets the two consecutive life sentences. And then almost immediately, they just sign or they just um, seal up the other 23 cases and say, yep, he did those two and off. And so again, as I said earlier, you have that too slow to get moving on this case. And then again, in my opinion, way too fast, there's this feeling of this is a shameful episode. We just want to have it over and done and we're just going to call it quits. Right. And this is when, when Amber brought this up to us and suggested it, I had told her that like, I've thought about it. And then I also told her that I don't think Wayne Williams did them all. I think that the policeman got lazy and maybe lazy was the wrong. I don't don't think, okay. Lazy was not the right word. That's not what I meant. What I meant (laughs) is that they didn't, investigate all of the murders well right they instead of continuing to look at the evidence and decide whether or not that wayne williams did this they just decided he did two of these we might as well shove the rest under there there's an old expression that when you know that if the only if the only tool you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail and we have a couple of things going on here like i said we have this very new evidence of being able to use fibers to connect to murders. And then we also have this fairly new thing of the serial killer. And I do believe that what a big part of this was you had a large number of murders, like we said, in that 15-year span from 1970 to 1985, you had 150 children get murdered. In Atlanta. Now, right. a lot of those were the, the stereotypical tragedies of domestic violence where they're killed by a caretaker, somebody that they know. But I think once you have this, ooh, there's this thing called a serial killer, and they're going to, you know, and this is how they work, you want to shove as many cases as possible into that box so you can call them solved, you know, you can mm-hmm. check it off your list. 
and feel like I did a good day's work. And I don't necessarily think there's anything nefarious or evil about that. I just feel like, you know, there was a push that, you know, we were dealing with a panic and a fear in this city for so long, and now we have an answer. So, yay, let's take that answer and be done. I agree. So when I said lazy, lazy was not the right word, (laughs) but I do not think that they did their due diligence with the rest of the cases. And I think that, not I think, it was perceived a lot by the community that they didn't do their due diligence and Mm -hmm. that they almost that the policeman almost just like wrote off this, these 24 children that had been brutally murdered. And instead of treating their murders with the same respect that they should have, they just kind of shoved them all under Mm -hmm. Wayne Williams and was like, it's fine. We can say he did it and just close the case. And in fact, you know, you look at the first two victims, you know, And the initial theory was that they were at a quote unquote pot party and that this was, and that this was a drug killing. And again, there were a lot of assumptions made because these were poor African-American kids. And immediately there were assumptions made about their lifestyles, their choices. We had, again, when they went missing, the police telling parents, oh, they ran away. They just took off for a while. And parents saying, no, that's not my child. That's not what he or she, you know, what he would do. Most of these are males. And again, it's that you have preconceived notions that you refuse to set aside. And those become damaging in multiple ways. So the thing with this pot party with our first two, (laughs) um, our, our first two victims. Now I, out of the, all of the researching that I did, Mm -hmm. I heard that once in one time only. And that was in the, (laughs) that was in the podcast that neither of you liked, neither of us liked very much. That's the only time I ever heard that. So I'm not sure where they got their information. How valid that that might be. Right. And I do find it very Odd that the very first victim was shot with a twenty-two. Okay, so I, did I have also an idea with have this. a difficulty unless again this is his first murder, so he messed it. You know what I mean? He was maybe experimenting till he found a method he liked. I don't know. So my thought with this, I do kind of have a the- I, I kind of have a theory for this. Okay. Now, let's say <laughs> that these two boys who were friends and disappeared days after each other. Or that was when they were said to have disappeared. Mm-hmm. So let's say that they did go to this pot party. I put that in air quotes because yes. I think that's the dumbest thing I've I ever know. heard. It's so funny. But let's say they did go to this pot party. Or let's just say they were fucking hanging out. Uh-huh. They were being kids. They were hanging out. They were friends. They were seen together on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is normal. What if, let's say Wayne Williams is, uh, he's responsible for the death of the deaths Both of, of them. these two. How is he going to overcome two Two. of them at one time? Well, and here's my other question, and I don't know that this has ever been addressed. How, since, because many of these bodies, there was a period of time between the disappearance and when they were found. Where were they being kept? Did he, and how long, I mean, did he kill them immediately? Right. 
There's a lot of unanswered questions. So that's And I one. don't know. And I couldn't find that anywhere. Another really big unanswered question. And this came, originally came from the super cops when they had come in because they were given a list of things that they needed to, they basically needed to come up with a profile. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that they asked that was never answered, and maybe it was never answered because it was never done, talk screens. They never oh, did toxicology yeah. reports because almost all of the victims came back with no sort of defensive wounds on them. So it looks like they were not fighting back. So were they drugged? How much alcohol was in their system? What happened and why didn't they fight back? But nobody got the talk right. screens because I don't know if they did them. And did he keep them for a while drugged up, all of Jeffrey Dahmer? Or right. There's a, yeah, there's a lot. Big questions that mm -hmm. never got answered. And I don't, it, it's, it's frustrating because nowadays you look at things nowadays and that's one of the first things they do is a talk True. screen to figure out what was in their system. And these, these children never got that. And if they yeah. did get it, it was never released. Although again, there was, I guess, a, a witness who did testify to seeing scratch marks on Wayne Williams' arms. Okay, so... And again, I don't know how valid that information was, but... Right. They also said that those scratch marks looked... First of all, if they found any of the victims, if somebody would have done that to him, wouldn't they have found something under their... But they didn't do that. Again, you're talking oh, pre-DNA. Right. I know. And that's the other thing that, you know, makes this difficult. And that's another reason that the mayor of Atlanta and the, the current police chief ordered these cases reopened because one of the things that they cited, and I, I think they were referring to the case in California where they caught the Golden State killer and rapist where, you know, they did the DNA analysis all these years later mm -hmm. and this idea that maybe because as soon as those cases were closed, all those cases that were declared, declared closed, all of those evidence boxes were sealed and put into storage because that case is done. Right. And so they wanted those to be reopened and gone through to see, is there any DNA material? Is there anything that could be tested to either tie this to Williams or, or to say this case isn't tied to him? Right. And I, I'm hoping we, because I mean, it was just fairly recently declared that it was reopening. I believe it was March or April of this, this year. year. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really have any answers yet because no. this stuff it takes, takes a while. while. It's not like in the CSI where you get it in 10 minutes right. to no. an hour. No. Like it's going to take a while right. to get there. And, but you're right. I do. Yeah. yeah. The, the, under the, that was the first thing that came to my mind is like, why didn't they find any blood? If they were as deep as this, uh, witness says that right. they were, why didn't they find any blood or skin or hair or any of that under the nails? Yes. And you would think that maybe they would still, especially like hairs, because like arm hairs. And if somebody was diligent enough to pull a red fiber off a shoe, wouldn't you think that they were diligent enough to pull a hair out from under a nail? If they saw it. Yeah. So it's just, I get it. Right. I do. There's a lot here, again... This is one one of the reasons I, from the get-go, when we started this, I was like, I will never cover this case because it's <laughs> the things I hate the most. And one of that is that there's just so many questions. Right. And it does suck because it did happen so early on that we didn't have mm -hmm. a lot of the technology that we have. Not only that, but 
policing in general was very different then Mm -hmm. than it is now. We've gone, we've come such a far way now that a lot of the things that we now look at and we're like, why the fuck didn't they do this? It's because they didn't know to do it then. They didn't know it was important It wasn't part of the procedure in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. And I think one of those things is talk screens. Mm -hmm. We need to know what Mm -hmm. was in those kids' systems. We need to know if they were drugged, if how much alcohol, if they were just like fed alcohol the whole time. Why didn't they fight back? And by the way, while we're talking about this with labs, with police lab work, with toxicology, and especially with DNA, can we just talk for a minute, off topic, the backlog of rape kits in this country and the thousands and thousands of rape kits that are sitting on shelves untested in this country. Right. And what a travesty that is. Okay. Can we put a pin in that? We Can, can we talk about that at the end of oh. Thursday? So I have more to add to that. Oh but my I God. The rage. The rage. The rage. I want to talk about that at the end of Thursday's episode so we can kind of tie it into something else. Okay. okay? Does that sound fair? That sounds fair. Since it's pretty off topic, we'll just talk about that. I'll do my end. zen breathing and I'll zen get breathe. back on task. Okay. Usa. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... I agree. <laughs> we'll just throw that in there. Yes. But the talk screens is really something that I think could have done so much. And again, so much for that. I don't know in 1980-81 how much toxicology played into it. Like I know they could do blood alcohol. I think again, you know, they could test for certain poisons and things. Right. I don't think that routine standard toxicology screens especially to the level that we have them today. I don't think they were a thing. So I think they were more a thing than we think because the five investig the five super cops that they brought in, that was one of the things they asked for. That oh, was one okay. of the first things they asked okay. for was talk screens. All right. And they just didn't have it. Okay. And I don't know if I don't just really... oversight, bad policing, wasn't part of their training in that. Right. Didn't think, oh, these are kids, so we should do that. Right. Or if it was because like Again, when this all started, it was all in different jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. So there were so many police forces that were doing different things. They had mm-hmm. different ways of doing things. They had different routines and different protocols and stuff like that, that I think that that may have played a, played a big part in it. Um, but it is sad that like, and it's, that's one of the biggest things that they could have used right. because that was one big thing is like one, there was no sexual assault and two, there seemed to be no defensive wounds and it seemed like they didn't really fight back mm-hmm. with. That's a wood. great point. Yeah. That they were probably drugged and, uh, and some of them did have head trauma. So it could also be that he knocked them out that way and right. then strangled them or some combination. And I'm also wondering if maybe when he was like bringing some of these kids in, he would like offer them some drugs. And if they're like, Oh no, thanks. Offer some alcohol. No, 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 mm-hmm. no thanks. And so he was like, well, fuck now I got to do something. Bash him in the head. Yeah. So how many of these kids that got bashed in the head were because they declined the drugs. They declined the alcohol. They declined anything that could have helped him kill them. That's another thing we have to think of with the the difference in murders, the Mm -hmm. stabbings and the shootings. 
um, did they decline the drugs, the alcohol, and he didn't have a chance to knock them unconscious? And so, so, maybe, it was so his, sometimes it was just like he preferred the strangulation, but he didn't always have the chance. So sometimes it was just whatever weapon was closest at right. hand. And so that was kind of where I was going with our first two victims is if they were both together at the same time, you can't strangle one and then go strangle the other because that's going to give a chance. But for again, I, I really, I don't know why, but I just don't feel like. I don't think it is. They either, were together options. alive at the same time. I always, I felt like maybe with the first one who was shot, mm -hmm. he ran away and he was like, oh, I got to stop him. Although I don't know that if they ever proved that Wayne Williams owned a gun. Like I said, there's a lot of questions that I did not have time right. to fill in. And I think a lot of these are, for me at least, also just kind of like theories of like ideas that could mm -hmm. have happened. But all in all, while yes, it's an op it's an option they were together. He and again, and I don't, and I fast. do not believe he killed everybody. I do either. not either. So like no, I said, 100% I 100% do not believe he killed the two girls. Correct. Um, the boy that was found in the alley with the stab wounds, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Okay. Um, there was another one that with the stab, that he was killed. I think he, the stabbing was what killed him. So Anthony Carter, who was nine years old, he was, his cause of death was multiple stab wounds. Um, I know there was another one. That's I, the one I, I, like I said, I, I just have a hard time believing. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. It just seems odd to me. Right. With almost every single other one being either asphyxiation or a strangulation. And, and, and also like, I, again, I have so many questions. Where was this kid stabbed? Was he stabbed somewhere else and then brought there? Because there's going to be a lot of blood. Did do we know for sure that Wayne Williams had this apartment with this oh, other you didn't, man? I don't think you talked about this. This was during you told me that about during our break. So you oh, so I up. didn't talk about that. On, <laughs> I don't think so. I thought I did. That there were multiple reports from people in the neighborhood. Yeah, I did. That when they were shown the sure? picture. Yeah, I talked about it in the last episode. I thought we were talking about it during the break. No, I talked about it in the episode. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm sure I did. Hopefully. If I didn't, uh, message us on Facebook and we'll put you up to date on the apartment <laughs> theory. But I'm, I'm sure I did because I also talked about that in relation to his sexuality when we were talking about our theories. Oh, I don't know. About I thought that, that was between so, yeah. I thought that was between yes. episodes. This is what we get for talking about the case between episodes. That's right. And for doing so many episodes in a row. Right. This and is... mind you, we are recording all four of these all at the same time. So we're just hoping we get everything in That's there. That's right. <laughs> and like and there's so so much. And so yes. I do want to give a shout out to a podcast out there. It's called Atlanta Monster. Mm -hmm. They did two full seasons mm -hmm. dedicated to this. And I did not get to listen to near enough that I wanted to, but the deep dive and the thoroughness of their investigation is so impressive. And if this is something that you really, really want to go deep, deep into, deep into the woods on, I highly recommend that podcast. It's right. beautifully done. And I am going to talk a lot about one of the final episodes of that podcast in our final episode when we bring in a little bit more about John Douglas and some of the other things that we said we were going to talk about. Right. So, so got done with the trial. I think all we have left is theories. Yes, I think the theories we haven't covered so far, and we're also going to loop back to the KKK right. for a little bit. Because that's, that's mm -hmm. one of my theories yeah. for at least one victim. Yes, and there is some, like I said, and I'm, I'm not ruling out 
that there weren't KKK members that may have been involved, right. but it wasn't the group the organization. organization. Yes, I agree because that's where I'm at too. Yes. So, um, if you are not, go ahead and follow our Facebook page and join our Facebook discussion group. That's always a fun place to be. Um, <laughs> and go ahead and follow our Instagram and our Twitter. And if you're listening on an Apple product, rate and review us, please. It helps us out a whole lot. So much. And apparently you can... Do the same on Stitcher. Stitcher which is cool. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I've never been able to figure it out. I looked when we first started the podcast, but I never really got very far with it. But I did hear somebody else in a podcast I was listening to recently say that you can now leave reviews on Stitcher. Awesome. So that's cool. Yeah, well, they did a big upgrade recently and the whole layout changed. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, if you have any suggestions for any upcoming... Uh, states or just anything in general we've been we don't even really have a list in order we're going in anymore <laughs> no. it's just basically suggestions in our own <laughs> That's choices right. so if you have any suggestions you can either email or message our facebook page or email us at state of crime podcast at gmail.com and until thursday for our part four and final part of this four Harder. Yes, this is the longest thing we've ever done. This is kind of amazing. So. I think time-wise, it's probably in there yeah, with some of the rest of yeah. them. But part-wise, yes. this is the longest. This we've is done. the most parts we've dedicated. Right. So until Thursday. Thanks for listening. <laughs>